that's fucking football right there. None of that pansyastic tugging smile for the camera bullshit. Men puke, men poop on the field. Men deliver their newborn baby on the sidelines. We win together we celebrate together. Football is back baby. Welcome back to another episode of the Goalpost Gambling Podcast. Nick V here to talk about the Hall of Fame game, recap that, as well as talk a little bit of NFL futures. Today we're looking at the AFC North division. Of course, Browns representing the North in that Hall of Fame game in Ohio. Really an interesting game. Called it in the article. Browns won a close one. A couple things to touch on there. Got to dive right into this. I'm... I'm upset that we've even got to talk about this. There's just absolute lunacy out there right now regarding Zach Wilson. It is it is crazy, and we're going to have to lobotomize our football IQs here for just a minute. I'm going to read some of these headlines. I've got some of the Zach Wilson headlines pulled up. Fox Sports. Zach Wilson, solid as backup as Jets begin Aaron Rodgers' era. CBS Sports. Jets' Aaron Rodgers hypes up Zach Wilson. Bleach Report. Zach Wilson's improved play applauded by Jets fans in Hall of Fame game. Jets QB Zach Wilson had fans buying back into the hype with early play versus Browns. Let's see, what else? Uh, The Athletic. Jets Zach Wilson on the right track. KSL Sports. Jets QB Zach Wilson lets it rip during NFL preseason opener. Yahoo Sports. Hall of Fame game, Zach Wilson looks decent and therefore much improved. New York Post. Zach Wilson's baby steps and Jets return among Hall of Fame game's biggest takeaways. I'm I'm not sure what Fox News Sports, CBS Sports, Sports Illustrated, uh, Bleacher Report, I, I, I don't know what these people are seeing. It's on Twitter, too. If you go on there and just search Zach Wilson, it's it's all over there. I don't know what game they were watching. Because what I watched was Zach Wilson struggle in important situations versus second, third, and fourth stringers. That's, that's what I watched. That's what I watched out there. Zach Wilson, you would think, based on these headlines, that he played more than, like, three, four series. You'd think he played a half or played three-fourths of the game. The man had five pass attempts. Five pass attempts. He was three of five with the one, like, 57-yard bomb, 12 passing yards outside of that or so. And aside from that, you really couldn't tell. The most optimistic you could be in this situation is that it's hard to tell how good or bad he is. But as far as I saw, he didn't look great. He was over 3 on third down. Important situations, situations where coaches find themselves in in the preseason and they say, okay, let's run some third down plays. Let's see how we do on third down. Over 3. He had a chippy third and second. He had a manageable third and five. Over 3. Two of them in the dirt. One he took off. It didn't even count as a run. It actually counted as a sack. He had room to go and be mobile and grab a first down, just a few yards, and he stumbled and fell. It was so bad that it counted as a sack. That's how far back he fell. 
it, it's just mind-bending to think. And, you know, there's a good possibility that the Jets just want to generate a little bit of hype, boost some trade value here for Wilson. But the average fan that is buying these takes, is it's just it's hard to believe. We've got to walk back. We've got to scale this back. This is this is crazy, to me at least, that we're hyping up Zach Wilson, who couldn't get it done on third down, only threw five passes, and outside of one huge bomb, did not look impressive. He missed two passes. They both sailed. I mean, it was it was not good. Like the most positive takeaway I think you could have is that there was too little footage to tell, but but some of these headlines are just they're wild. They really are. Um, I did like the Jets running back, uh, Abinaconda. Uh, he looked really good. Limited action, but he looked like a threat uh, receiving as well as catching and uh, running the ball. Eh, he looked like a solid back. Travis Dye did not look great. Uh, other New York quarterbacks, Tim Boyle, Chris Strebler. Saw a lot more Boyle than Strebler. Um, looked fine, I guess. Strebler, too little to tell, didn't look great. Jets' defense did look decent. They had a couple of decent plays, a um, couple of picks. Got off uh, Kellen Mond. That was Mond's stretch was horrible. Kellen Mond looked bad, but the um, receiving for both teams fine. Mond was limited to mostly checkdowns. His his stretches were sad, but Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR, UCLA fans will know this. He's a baller. He is a baller. And I don't know that he's going to get a chance this season, but I certainly hope he does and that his career gets off sooner than later because he has got some talent. Talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson and the Browns, but I think the kid's got some skill, and I I liked what I saw out of him. So three stars of the game, third star, I'm going to go Jim Schwartz. Schwartz had the Browns defense, which had a lot of great undrafted rookies, good late round picks. They really had some depth that they displayed out there and he had them on fire. What I liked from Schwartz more than anything was his enthusiasm. Final play of the game, they finally get a pick. They grab a ball from Strevler and they race down to the end zone. You got players on the field, not in uniform. Flags are flying. They're going to penalize the hell out of this. And they cut to Jim Schwartz and he's mouthing, come on, come on. And he's not mad at his players. He's fine with it. He said he wanted them to have a, and the broadcast tortured this, but they said that he's saying he wants to have a swaggy defense. He wants to have, lead the league in swag. And, you know, I feel like coaches say things like that, and they just try to throw in language that's foreign to them and still act like Bill Belichick, Mike McCarthy. But he wasn't upset about it. He was happy about the interception. The game was over. They were going to kneel. The penalty wasn't going to cost them anything. And he let his guys play. He let them play, and he was he was fine with it. So it's a it's a third star, I think. Second star, got to go Greg Zerline. He hit some 50-plus yarders with ease. He was there at their offense. He had nine of their 16 points, the Jets. And he, he did not miss one. He had a 54-yarder. He had like a 52 or something. It was it was nuts. He was kicking from wherever. Greg Zerline, really, really good leg. 10 points of the Knights, 10 out of their 16 total. Uh, just really, really a pro kicker. 
Uh, Jets are going to be glad to have him in pressure situations, especially with Rodgers leading that offense if they get into a close one. No doubt Aaron Rodgers can get them in field goal range if they get 54-plus yards to kick from. So Greg Zerline, second star. First star, I already mentioned it, DTR, looking good with the Browns. Loved it. 8 of 11, no really horrible misses, couple of throwaways, but nothing bad. One touchdown, 82 yards, ran as well for 36. Really dynamic, didn't get to play a huge chunk of the game, came in after Mond and kind of had the, the second half for his own. But looked really good, looked really good. Good decision-making, good speed, some accuracy on the ball. He throws a hard ball, and he's got some mobility. I, I like him. I totally expect him to leapfrog Mond. DTR is at least the third-string quarterback, maybe second. And, you know, we never know what's going to happen with Watson. He could be in their, their future plans within a few years. But we'll save that for our discussion on the Browns. Hall of Fame game ends 21-16. to Browns take that close one against the Jets. They cover. Didn't even need the points. We're getting plus two. One by five, we were all on the plus two, and it looked like it could have pushed if the Jets were able to pull it out after a huge return, but Strevler misfired, offense broke down, that Cleveland D swagged on off the field with the late game pick. Cleveland gets it done for us. We hit first bet of the NFL preseason. Feels good. Feels good. And Zach Wilson got his swagger back. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. You gotta love that for him. <laughs> a joke. All right, so go to the AFC North this time. Look at some of these odds here. Talk about this and kind of make our picks for how we're gonna play this. And in the AFC North, we've got the odds set as follows. Cincinnati, your favorites, at plus 160. Baltimore falling just behind, plus 210. Cleveland, plus 380. And then Kenny Pickett's sophomore season, Steelers, plus 475. All the way in fourth place to win that division. Let's start with the Browns, since we just talked about their Hall of Fame game performance. A little bit of DTR. Uh... They do lean on, and people are a little little excited about Robinson, understandably so. I think he's a baller, but we're not going to torture it. Deshaun Watson's your quarterback. For better or worse, he is your quarterback. And based on how things went last season, it might be uh, for worse. Now, if you're going to be an optimist here, you're going to say, well, first, the mental toll. Dealt with a lot. There was the whole legal battle he was fighting for his life in a sense you know all this all this stuff logistically you talk about he didn't integrate with the team until later they were under a different quarterback and then he came in halfway through regardless he did not have the kind of season that we expected from someone who was so well regarded with the Texans up until the end as as such an elite quarterback This past year, he did come through for the Browns in six games. 58% completion. Lowest mark of his career. Second lowest is a 61.8. Yards only 
1,102 short stint, seven touchdowns to five picks, one of the worst ratios in his career by far, took 20 sacks, and came out with a QBR of 38.3, lowest of his career. Quarterback rating was a 79.1, also lowest of his career. Miserable season for Watson and Cleveland. Um, it's, it's hard to put it any other way. And we can make an excuse for it. We could say that it was the stuff surrounding the game or just the fact that he didn't have enough time or the season already felt lost, whatever you want. Chris Collinsworth is drawing a lot of fire for uh, the comment about what happened to him. And, and you could think about that. You could argue about the wording. I, I'm not really interested in this, this part of it. Focusing solely on a gambling perspective here. I don't trust Watson as the quarterback. I just don't. Not anymore. He never really had success with the Texans. I think they had like maybe one or two winning seasons. Of course, never any real postseason success. It feels like we rushed him to stardom. We rushed him to being elite. And I'm not sure that he ever really had... It's so tough to say now. It's so tough to say now. Because it's possible that if... His, his legal issues and, and the charges against him, if they were never brought, that he goes on to become so elite and, you know, uh, clearly head and shoulders above. I don't know. Did that ruin him? I, I can't say. But the way it looks now, I'm not sure that he ever had the power to stay continuously elite. To continuously, and when I say elite, I mean leading his team to success and being a majority factor in that success. And I don't know that he had that in him at his time in Houston. I don't know if he'll have that in him in his time in Cleveland. It's a tough division too, right? So you got the Bengals who could very well win the whole damn thing. You've got Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, always dangerous. And the Steelers are going into the second year of Kenny Pickett, first of him actually starting the team. That Pickett to Pickens connection looks killer. Deontay Johnson's still good. Najee Harris still good. That's, that's a that's a tough division. That is not that is not the AFC South. You know what I mean? So let's let's look at this. All right, Browns over under win total. They've got the Browns currently listed at what do they have them at? They've got Cleveland at nine and a half. I believe that's the same as Aaron Rodgers Jets over under nine and a half. Overs plus 110, under minus 130. Can we we go ahead and bring out the chains? Lock this one up. I got to go under. Are you kidding me here? Browns under nine and a half wins. I'm going to find their losses real quick. All right. I'm going to look at their schedule and find their losses real quick. Because I guarantee you I can find them. All right. Let's let's take a, a quick glance at their schedule. All right. They open the season against Cincinnati at home. There's one. Then they go on the road to play Pittsburgh. All right, starting off 0-2. Then they're home against the Titans. I'll give them a win against the Titans, but I think they could lose that game. Versus Baltimore, there's a loss. We're up to three. Versus San Fran at home, that's a loss. Up to four. They play at Indy and at Seattle. I'll I'll say they they hit a little stride here on the 
the road. I think they could lose that Seattle game very well, but maybe I wasn't so fair to them in the division. So we'll, we'll let them sweep these two road games in October. At home versus the Cardinals. Got three straight right there. On the road at Baltimore. Let's give them a loss. It's five. Versus Pittsburgh at home. They can have one against Pittsburgh, maybe. At Denver and mile high. I think this is a sneaky loss. I think that's a sneaky loss, especially since we let them slide on Indy and Seattle. Maybe six. At LA, Rams. We won't give them that. Uh, versus Jacksonville. Give them seven losses against Jacksonville. Bears, they can win that one. Houston, revenge game, they can win that one. At New York, that's a loss. Or, excuse me, at home against New York, I still say it's a loss. Aaron Rodgers coming to town is a bad thing. And then at Cincinnati to finish the season, there is another one. So that's, that's what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, nine, nine losses. Okay, okay. So I, I get them eight and nine. Yeah, all right. That's pretty close to the line. But eight and nine is, I think, where they finish. I think it's a losing season. But let's let's let them feel good about a good solid eight and nine. I mean, that's that's not an easy schedule. It really isn't. And that division is just so tough. Baltimore, Cincy. Pittsburgh, I mean, they could get swept very easily unless Deshaun Watson just kicks it into another gear. I I don't see that uh, coming to fruition. So I got to go under. I got to go under. Give me the under on Cleveland. I'll lock it too. There um odds to go on here. Let's see. Winning the division plus 380. I'm punting on that. I think the Steelers are the dog here. We'll touch on that. But I, I, I don't like Cleveland to win the division. If you don't like the Steelers, I say you gotta go uh gotta go Bengals or Ravens, but not the Browns, I think. Always hype for Browns and, and this time of the year. Always goes together. Winning the uh, the uh, excuse me, AFC plus two thousand, winning the Super Bowl plus thirty five hundred. If they come out of their division or coming to the playoffs as a wild card this is where you've got to even if you like them out of the division even if you like their over win total this is where you got to pump the brakes what postseason success does Deshaun Watson have if you tell me he can get you to the playoffs so be it maybe take a look at the Browns to make the playoffs bet but him pulling out postseason victories is not something we've seen in his Houston prime or as of late, I'm I'm punting on those hard. But the future, I think, is all right. I think the future is all right. Like I said, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I like him a good bit. I think that he could be really special. He hooked up with uh, Cedric Tillman, I think. Uh, I think he had a couple passes to him. I don't think it was Mond. Um, but Cedric Tillman, good wide receiver out of Tennessee. They added some defensive guys we talked about. Schwartz getting them fired up in the draft as well some good youth on the team some really good youth but I just don't know that the Deshaun Watson era is going to produce much success going over to Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals are uh the favorites to bag the division of course like we talked about plus 160 
this is really playable. This is really playable. Tough division. Tough division. Not my favorite play. But that is very playable. Plus 160 to win it. I mean, they've had the deepest postseason success playing in a Super Bowl. I I like Burrow a lot. I think he's clearly the number one quarterback in that that AFC uh, North. I think the, the Bengals pull this one out. I really do. Really good value, plus 160. I do kind of like the Steelers as a, an underdog bet. But if you're going to go chalk, this is really good price on chalk here. Um, 160 on the Bengals. Burrow was injured a little bit in practice, I think. I think he's all right, though. Um, let me see. Yeah, should suit up for the Bengals in week one. Even if he does miss week one, I think he'll probably probably come back week two or around then. Should be fine. I I I do like the Bengals. I do like them. Their draft class, decent. Um, free agent class, nothing really insane. Didn't really lose a whole lot of guys. Didn't really grab a whole lot of guys. Just kind of what it is. Like the um, Purdue wide receiver they got, 131 in the draft, Charlie Jones. Uh, they also got an Alabama safety, Jordan Battle, like him a little bit. 28th pick, Miles Murphy on that defensive line, that defensive end from Clemson. A little bit of CB help with DJ Turner, the second from Michigan. I mean, the Bengals add a few good pieces here. I'm excited to watch preseason, see some of these guys, see if there's maybe a little bit of an X factor, change of pace guy they got out of the draft or undrafted. But mostly... This is still the Joe Burrow show. And if you're a Bengals fan, that's exactly what you want. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. That's my offense. Yeah, we're going to bolster that defense. Yeah, we're going to add some help in the secondary. Yeah, we need a few extra offensive weapons in reserve. But Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon. That's a, a threesome that can win the NFC, excuse me, AFC North. I, I like the Bengals. I think if you want to go chalk in a division, this is the division to do it. I think the Steelers could be sneaky, and there's a lot of value on the Steelers. But if you want to talk about what's going to happen or what's likely to happen, I'm not ready to lock this, but it is very much in play, really playable at plus 160. That is, that is you know, a couple of units on that I think is not not doing any harm. Some books are even letting you parlay division winners. I could hear something with a, with a little Cincinnati parlay. They're also plus 500 to win their conference and plus 1,000 to win the Super Bowl. We've talked about it. The AFC is a lot tougher than the NFC. It's going to be hard to beat the Chiefs. If the Bills make a run, that could be difficult as well. And then there's the whole matter of their own division. Imagine facing Baltimore in the playoffs or... The Steelers sneak in a wild card round and you have to take them down. I mean, it could just be really difficult. I mean, even even Herbert lurking with the Chargers. This might be a season they could jumpstart a little bit. And then that ultimate test, Kansas City. So I'm not really sold on the plus 500 to win the conference. I think they're hungry and I think they could very well. You get some value there. But is it going to happen? I'm not convinced. Not yet, at least. However, plus 1,000, 
Look at the teams ahead of them in the Super Bowl odds. Buffalo, plus 900. San Francisco, plus 900. Philly, plus 750. Kansas City, plus 600. Buffalo and San Francisco have not played in a Super Bowl recently. Cincinnati has, with a healthy Joe Burrow. If he's healthy, they have a very legitimate chance of beating the Chiefs and getting there. And I think if they get there, they're probably going to win this time. I think they're just too hungry, and the NFC is so weak that if they win the conference, if they win the uh, the AFC, there's no reason to think they're not coming home with some hardware. Lombardi is going to come back to Cincinnati if they make it. I do like the Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts is badass. I think they've got a really good team there in Philly. And if they play the Eagles, yes, you could hedge it if you want to feel safe. But if it's anybody but the Eagles, I'm I'm going Cincinnati. Even if the 49ers are on fire and they make it since he's been there. Give me the Bengals plus 1,000 Super Bowl winner. I think that's a, that's at least worth a $10 free bet. $10 to win 100 that's worth that. Maybe more. I think they got a, a little shot there. Got the Bengals over under win total here as well. They are plus 105 to go over 11 and a half games. They are minus 125 to go under. Now I'm seeing this maybe in retrospect. I'm looking at the books right now and I don't think I see that line live. Now it might just be that I'm missing it, but I don't see this line live. I don't see that on there. And it might just be because of Burrow's injury. If we learn that it's worse than it seems right now, and it seems like, oh, will he be ready for week one? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he comes back week two. But if week two turns into week eight, this is unplayable. I think right now with the uncertainty, it's unplayable. So I'm probably steering clear of this. If he is healthy, 11 and a half wins, I'd probably lean over. I'd probably definitely lean over probably gonna have to win 11 12 games to to take this division but that's such a high number that's such a high number yeah they could win this game and uh, win the division at 11 games so that's that's a really tough one to play leaning over unplayable until we know the status of the injury though for sure moving on to baltimore of course one of the major headlines early early in the offseason was Baltimore's contract negotiation, or lack thereof, with Lamar Jackson and his uh, camp, if you will. Of course, it does work out. Lamar is coming back. And the Ravens are still in this weird zone where they've had elite quarterback play with Lamar Jackson. They have. He's been elite. He's been good. They've won. They've made the playoffs. But they just haven't had a lot of postseason success. It just hasn't been there for Lamar at this point in his career. Maybe this is the year that changes. Maybe Joe Burrow's hurt. Kenny Pickett's still developing. Browns get punted on. And it's uh, it's suddenly Baltimore time. Maybe Odo Beckham Jr. Is, is a revelation and their offense is on fire. I, I don't know. I really don't know. But my feeling is Baltimore kind of has the same story. They make the postseason as an AFC wild card. They finish a game or maybe two behind Cincinnati. And 
they win the wild card round maybe and then lose the next one. I I don't know. They could be dangerous. They could be very dangerous, but being dangerous and winning are two different things. And right now, to me, Baltimore is just dangerous. So their team hasn't changed a whole lot, but there are some things that we can note here. Uh, They did lose Ben Powers, the guard, to Denver. He got paid. Same thing with Josh Oliver, their tight end. They add Odell Beckham Jr. They lose Calais Campbell, uh, a bit older there, but name brand lost. Uh, Rocky Asin, they get from Vegas, like that pickup at CB, like the pickup of Nelson Aguilar from New England. Uh, they lose Marcus Peters, that does suck for them. And, you know, they got their draft class as well. They were able to pull in... Uh, few guys with their picks this year. Uh, they got Zay Flowers, of course, with a 22nd pick. Supposedly, if you believe what's coming out of camp, looks really good. Zay Flowers could be a, a real weapon for them, like him. Trenton Smith, Tapes Robinson, Kai Blue Kelly. You know, add, add some other guys here in this, just reading this off. Save Flowers, of course, is really the jewel out of that class, so it seems. Really excited to see him in the preseason, along with some of these other guys in the division. Nothing in that draft class, though, screams radical change to me. Maybe Odell Beckham and Flowers add a little bit of dynamic power to the offense, but can their defense stop Joe Burrow? That's the question Baltimore's got to be asking themselves. And if the answer is no... Then, you know, what What, what are we going to do if we're Baltimore? I, I, you know, I'm looking here at some of their stats. And if you look at the, the kind of story the stats tell, this is a team that ranks top five against the run in a lot of categories. But they rank 30th in opponent's pass play percentage. That's because they, they're just horrible on defense against the pass. Opponent's completion. 66.72%, 27th in the league. Pass yards a play, 6.6, 16th in the league. Passes a game, 34.7, 22nd in the league. Pass yards a game, 229, 23rd in the league. Interceptions thrown, 2.24%, 15th in the league. So you're getting passed all over. And in a division with Deshaun Watson... Joe Burrow and newcomer Kenny Pickett, that's not going to win you a whole lot of games. I think they could sweep the Browns. I think they could take one against the Steelers, but that's the best that I've got. I think they may be split with the division, best case scenario. All right, so let's look at Baltimore. Over 9.5 wins, crazy juice, minus 170. Under 9.5 wins, plus 145. I could see a world in which the Ravens actually finish in the bottom of the division. Is it a very likely world? No. But if Cleveland's on their shit, it's possible. It really is possible. I don't think that it's happening, but it is a possibility. The plus 145 is tempting on that under. They could finish right at 8 or 9. Do they get to 10 wins? Maybe go 10 and 7? It's really possible. Bengals could win this thing at 11 or 12. Baltimore could come in second, 10. I I just don't know. Same thing here. I've got a I've got a lean 
and I'm, I'm leaning under on this one. Under nine and a half, I think you picked the value there. Maybe they get to exactly nine, but I don't think you're getting to eight, and I don't think you're getting to 11. I think Vegas has this one right on the money. I think you're somewhere in between. There is some value here, though. I'm going to boost the optimism with Baltimore here. You've got Lamar Jackson. You've got some badass wide receivers. If the defense pulls it together and stops the pass and your rush game takes off a little bit, Lamar plays well, stays healthy, you have a shot. At plus 210 to win the division, it's a stretch, but it's a stretch that could work, especially if Burrow's health is not in order. I like the plus 210. Do I like it more than going chalk with the Bengals here at plus 160? No. But if you don't buy it or you you know something we don't about Burrow's health, that's an interesting play that I think could be made. Now, they could certainly get to the postseason alongside the Bengals. I think that's probably a better play, Baltimore, to make the postseason. To win the AFC plus 1,200. And that's not a bad number. Plus 1,200, definitely worth $10 free bet. If you look at a handful of teams, if there are five teams that can win the AFC, they are certainly in that mix. I'm, I'm interested in Baltimore. Uh, as a dark horse here a little bit. Maybe not a really, really underdog pick, but middle of the road option to win the Super Bowl plus 2,000. Could take a shot on this. Double the odds the Bengals have if they make it. They might slaughter whoever's coming out of the NFC. I could see some value there. I could see a little bit. But I, I think the Bengals are still better value to win that division or have postseason success. But there's nothing saying they both can't make it. So if you like Baltimore, I, I think that's all right. But don't expect these lines to change a whole lot in the first few weeks, especially if Burrow plays week one. So you might have a little bit of time to mull this one over with the Ravens. Moving on to our final team here, Pittsburgh. Talked a little bit about them, maybe a lot. I like the Steelers. I think Pickett really kind of embodies the team. I think he's tough. I think he works hard. Got thrust into a weird sort of situation last year, backing up Trubisky, then starting, then having to develop connections with rookie wide receiver uh, George Pickens, connect with Deontay Johnson. He's got it now, though. He's got those connections solidified. He's got some swagger. He's leading the team. And he looked really good towards the end of the season. His stats are bad, but they just don't really tell the story. Yeah, he led rookies in interceptions, sure. But he also had the best interception percentage. He threw more than any of the other rookies really did. He really solidified himself last season as a starter. Is this still his job to lose? Maybe so. But Tomlin's running a good team and a good program there. And I would be very surprised if he took a step back. I think his trajectory is upwards. At this point, it's just finding where that ceiling is. So the Steelers, we touched on it, to win their division have a little bit of value. Plus 475. Biggest dog in the division at almost 500 odds. I like them. If Baltimore isn't so great, mediocre maybe, if Burroughs hurt... Watson's no good. The Steelers could be in this thing. 
these are really long odds for a team that could be in it very easily. Even if they don't win, much like the the Ravens, they could still make the postseason as a wild card. Plus 3,500 to win the AFC. It'd be really kind of classic to see the Steelers pull off the AFC. And maybe even, dare I say, overdue for Tomlin to get back to the Super Bowl. It's a real stretch, but it's worth a little $10. Free bet, maybe. $10 bet coming out of your pocket. Plus 6000 to win the Super Bowl. I, you know, they've got longer odds than the Raiders, Packers, Bears, Patriots, Giants, Vikings, Broncos, Saints, Browns, Seahawks, Chargers, Jags, and I and Miami's after that. But from the Jags through the Patriots, those are all teams that I think I'd like them better than. I think they have a much better shot of winning their division, or excuse me, of their, their conference and or even the Super Bowl than a lot of those teams. If you're telling me right now I can have $100 to my name on Chicago plus five grand to win the Super Bowl or Pittsburgh plus six. Give me Pittsburgh all day. Same thing with the Giants, Vikes, Broncos. I mean, the list goes on. Really not uh, not horrible here. A lot of value on a team that really was decent and came on strong towards the end of the season, Pickett did. I like those those connections he's got. He's still got Harris, still got Johnson, Pickens. I mean, this is a, a solid club that's got solid players, solid coaching. Not really a whole lot more you can ask for, per se. So the Steelers, I like in the spots. Let's look at their regular season win total. This might be where we find the most value, though, if we don't want to extrapolate a little too far. Steelers to win their division. Looking at this here, we've got them at... What do we have them at? Pittsburgh Steelers over under nine even. Now, this could very well be a push. They could get to nine flat, and I think it would feel pretty reasonable. Minus 130 on the over, plus 110 on the under. Uh, I think I maybe, I I might stay away from this one because they could still be developing and maybe be at seven, eight wins. I really don't see them getting less than eight, though. I think this is an eight to ten win team. This is going to be a really tough play, actually. I think you play the over, minus 130. But that's a that's a tough division and a tough schedule. Their team hasn't really changed a whole lot. They got a, a guard from Philly. They got Cole Holcomb, who I like a lot, from Washington. Uh, they did grab Patrick Peterson from Minnesota, good veteran quarterback. Um, also, Lynn Roberts from Miami, linebacker there. Didn't lose a whole lot of guys. He's kind of plug-and-play here, losing some fringe starters and reserves and replacing them. But uh, this is the the picket show. We're going to see what he's made of. We're going to see what what they can do with him and that offense. I'm going to lean over on this one. I'm going to say they get to at least 10 wins, but it's going to be very close maybe coming down the stretch. So give me Pittsburgh over 9 wins, minus 130. Um, I think that's that's going to do it for us here in the 
AFC North. Will the Super Bowl champion come out of the North in the AFC? Maybe so. Maybe the Bengals do it. Maybe the Ravens shock the world. Maybe Deshaun Watson comes back, wins comeback player of the year, grabs a Super Bowl ring in the process. Or maybe Kenny Pickett. <laughs> uh, the Bengals are the only team with a shot here. I think it's it's I think it's it's obvious on that regard. But I, I like this division. It's gonna be a competitive division. It's gonna be a lot of fun to watch these games and try to handicap these divisional games. It's gonna be some really, really good games. I don't know that we've had this level of competition in the AFC North in a long time, but here we are looking forward to a good season of football. Check out our website, Goalpost Gambling goalpostgambling.com on Twitter goalpostgambling podcast no O and post goalpostgambling check us out on Twitter and the website daily articles daily lines we're going to be with you guys all season long cashing these NFL bets we're off to the NFC North next time we're going to check out what they've got going on there in a division that no longer has Aaron Rodgers but wrapping up AFC North today. Look forward to some of this preseason action. We'll have lines on the rest of the preseason as well. Let's go ahead and get our future bets in at the books for the AFC North. Bet on these Steelers over, Browns under, Bengals over. Something like that. Something like that. Bengals Super Bowl winners. A little sprinkle on that maybe too. A little Steelers star court action. Meet at the books, guys, and we'll see you back here for the NFC North 